When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the same old Arsenal team talk. I am your host tonight, Dan Potts, and I have a fantastic lineup tonight. I have my boy Lee Judges in the house. Judges, how you doing? I'm all good. I'm all good. Thank you very much. All good. I'll tell you what I've got to say this, Dan, just before we start. On Facebook today, you know, well, I was in, I was in unbelievable Esteem. company. Esteem. Unbelievable Esteem. company. Pristine company I was like, you know what I mean? If you've you seen, you seen the post. No, go on, go on. You've you got to explain this. Go on. Well, I, I, I will explain it. I will explain it. Like, on this post, it's just doing this little shout-out for for um a birthday, like, yeah. And uh, there's Paul Merson on it. Like, not a bad player. Not a bad player in his day, like, you know what I mean? Kevin Campbell, not a bad player in his day. Mickey Thomas, Perry Groves, and then myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You can't get better than that. I put myself in about fourth, I tell you. Like. <laughs> oh, I tell you what. You're, oh, <laughs> You're proud of that, Judge, isn't you? You're I am proud of that. Of that. I am saying I'm the fourth. I ain't saying I'm the fifth. You know what I mean? Like, that's all I'm saying. We will have to get on and watch that one. Judge, it's always a pleasure to have you on, my friend. Also joining us is Super Kev, Super Kevin Campbell. Yo, Dan, Lee, Warren, how are you doing, guys? All good, man. Especially after All last good. night. I, I oh. know I know this is going to start getting a bit hot, trust me. <laughs> so I've got yeah. me water. I've got me water. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be done, man. Thanks for coming on, Casey, as always. Uh, somebody else who's looking and feeling a little bit hot and has got even better suntan than Mr. Lee Judges is Mr. Warren Barton. Warren, I- <laughs> Warren, how you doing, mate? And just to, just to upset you boys, it's an all over tan as well. Just to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not just head, it's not just head and shoulders. It's all over. Yeah. We don't want it. We don't want to see that, mate. We don't, we want, don't to want to see, see those pins. I might I might put that on Facebook. 
<laughs> Will you be first or fourth, though, mate? That's oh, the question. Geez. First it might be four or five pages. You never know. Four or five. <laughs> anyway, let's move, let's move on. <laughs> move on swiftly. Well, moving swiftly on. Warren, always a pleasure to have you on, mate. Um, boy, well, listen, we can't. We can't talk about anything else, can we, apart from last night. Lee Judges, I'm coming to you first on this one. I'm not even going to give you an intro. I'm just going to let you have the floor. What on earth did we watch last night, my man? I'll tell you what we watched. We watched a, a, an absolute calamity. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I said it earlier. I won't say what I said. He is the luckiest manager alive. I don't know how, how we got away with that last night. I really don't. The team selection... I, honestly... He's gone to Valencia. He's sitting here in Spain, and he, him and his, him and his cronies, and they've watched Man City uh, PSG, and they said, "I'll tell you what, we'll do that tomorrow." That's what he's done. I said, "That is what he's done," because it was an absolute shocker. And then after about twenty minutes, honestly, it, I, I think after twenty minutes, I'm thinking this is going to be four or five, and there was no way they was changing it. Then in the second, you know, like half time, you're thinking two 0 they were all over us. Froif. My, he was just running a riot down the right-hand side. I thought it was Warren Barney's Newcastle days bombing down the end. <laughs> unreal. It was unreal. And, like, you know, you think to yourself, what's going on, you know? And he was causing a sort and, and I'm looking at him thinking, you've got to change it half-time. Doesn't change it. Danny Sobias then gets a foul, another foul, which could have been a sending off. That is, that is anybody in any, any shape or form goes, do you know what, that's a little warning. Let's get him off. He doesn't do that. We are now up against it, going out of the cup big, big time. And then Lady Luck puts a little sprinkle on Mikel again, like, over it comes, like, Foyth goes down injured, game changer. Game changer from that moment on, like, you know. And I'll tell you what, when it went, when even with 10 men, I thought we played really well after that. As soon as he put Martinelli on, as soon as he changed things, it, we looked like we might win the, well, not win the game, but get back in the game. Never a penalty, by the way, never a penalty. But I'm going to say I'll take it all day long. And I think at the end of it, Pepe, a lot of pressure on him, got the goal. And whether we win on, whether we win it in the next next leg or not, you never know with our form at the moment. But to come out of there with a 2-1, two, two, I'll tell you that, it is incredible. I don't know how we've done it, but listen, we still lost. But we're, still, we're as you guys know, you know, on a way goal can, can be vital to us. So... I don't think it's as all, all as bad. I don't know how we got away with it, but we did. We did just about, but it still could come to bite us. Um, Warren, I'm going to come to you uh, next. What did you make of that team lineup, and what the hell were those players asked to do on that pitch last night? Well, I think if you remember, gentlemen, when we had this conversation about four or five months ago, it's about uh, Arteta. He's got to be his own man. He's got to have his own identity. Um, he's falling back into being this Pep number two, which he isn't. And he hasn't got the players to play that way. Um, Kevin tell you when you've had, you know, top class players that play a certain way or you, you've had certain managers that play a certain way, you, you can't try and change it overnight. Um, and his young players, and we spoke about this, are getting them out of jail at the moment. The younger ones, not the, not the senior ones, the the, uh, the younger ones are getting them out of jail. And he's... He keeps on persevering, thinking that it's going to work. And like you said, in the end of the day, he got that away goal. Um, but I've not seen the involvement of what we're expecting with him. You know, when he come in, it was going to be, we're going to play a certain way. I think at the moment, he's just hanging on to see if he can get 
into a final and win a final because then any anything can happen because there's a good group of players there's some good players there but players after a while Kev start switching off if it's too complicated and too many words and too intricate because they know the game is not like that you know and I think he's, he's fallen into it because of the Pep situation that he feels like he's got to talk like that to these players and they can't do it and, they, and again they probably switch off after about five or six minutes because it's just monotonous and it's sort of well we can't do that so why are you asking us to do it we're not we're not man city we're not going to go over there and and change it and if you look at man city's game against psg they could have been knocked out they could have been four or five nil down so it happens to the best of them but he's definitely got to make a stand to say this is how we're going to play because he changes it then he changes the personnel and then there's this old saying i think he overthinks it and you know marvin's concentrating on his own team of how we're going to do it there's no doubt he knows the game and he's played the game and all the other stuff that goes with it, but he's trying to emulate something that he's that he's not and Arsenal's not, and that's where he's got to, he's got to get out of that sooner rather. Because I don't think the the assistants, his backup staff, will tell him. I think they're all quiet. Yes, coach, no coach, whatever you like, coach. I put a coach. so he hasn't got someone that might say, "Do you think we should do this? Do you think we've got uh, an idea that we may want to do this?" Because I'm looking at players and they're they're switching off halfway through a game. They're they're starting to do their own thing. I must admit, Warren, I was surprised. I saw the team lineup. I thought no fullbacks, but two on the bench. No striker on a pitch. Three on the Over, bench. Over false nine. I mean, what? I mean, it's it's, it's crazy that you, you go into that. Like I said, if you're dealing with the top end players, they they get it done. How? Not necessarily his system or whatever. De Bruyne will do something. He he. It won't necessarily be Pep's. T- like tinkering and De Bruyne will get on the ball and do something. He's a top class. So these players will do something. Patrick would have done something. Terry Henry would have done something. It's not always Arsene Wenger was the magician. It was like they would go out and do something. They ain't got the type of players to do it. I mean, am I wrong, Kev? I don't, I no, don't know. You, no, you know, no, no, you're not wrong. Listen, I, 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 unfortunately, I was working for the first half and I, I, I joined the, 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 the game on the, for the second half. And Obviously, with the Ceballos incident, with the first foul he'd done after half-time, I knew straight away he's been booked already. He could have gone. But apparently, Martinelli was warming up to come on because he was going to change him. And then he'd done that. Then he made that challenge. No excuses. Ceballos is 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 a bomb. He's a time bomb. And... He's, he's not really cut it at the football club. Let's have it right. He hasn't really cut it. You saw Foyth, who was from Spurs, running by him constantly. Because Foyth weren't exactly doing it down the line. He was running inside because they were targeting Ceballos most of the time. Look, I just, I just think over all this time, Mikel Arteta doesn't... He, he, he doesn't trust. He doesn't know what to do sometimes because we talk about these ones are on the bench. We talk about these ones. They've all played and been rubbish. Let's be honest here. They've all played and been crap. So, But Kev, why has he done that? Why has he experimented last night? That's a massive game to start experimenting. Yeah, I, I, I just think he played Smith-Rowe as centre-forward because Smith-Rowe is a link player and that's what Lacazette does for the team. It didn't work out, Dan. I agree. It didn't work out. But that's the only thinking I've got in my head is that Martinelli's a runner. He's not a link player. He's not somebody who could do the job what Lacazette does. That's why he didn't play. 
Eddie Nketiah, I think the Everton game ruled him out. Killed him. Yeah. Ruled him out. And obviously, Aubameyang is nowhere near fit. So, he had to but go play, with what he, maybe, he had to Maybe play yeah. Martinelli from the start. If you're going to play a forward, you can't ask Smith Rowe to play that again, false nine. They, yeah, it's like Warren, saying to you, Kev, Warren, the problem, Warren, the problem is, the problem is, is this. They've got to keep, they've got to try and keep control of the game. If Martinelli's not good at holding the ball up and the ball keeps coming back, you're going to be in the same problem. Maybe that's, as, that's the only thing I could see why he done that. And yes, it failed miserably, guys. It did. 2-0 down, could have been 4. And let's be honest, after what Leno's done in the last few games, that save in the, in the second half mm. kept us in it. Let's be honest, it kept us in it. <clears throat> but again, the manager got it wrong. I admit he got it wrong. The players responded when they went down to 10 men. Where was that in the first half? Because the, we, we can't have it both ways. It is a semi-final of a, of a Europa League. And the players all of a sudden go down to 10 men and they step up. That's wrong. That so should that, be again, from the yeah, start. Yeah, again, that comes down to the coach. It's like his yeah. job is to <clears> put, the, put the system out, put the idea out, the identity, and obviously remind them that this is a semi-final. Make sure we don't concede early. Make sure we get into the game. What, Warren, uh, Warren, Warren, come <laughs> on, mate. Come on. You, what, you don't think so, it's his so job? I, so, so, no, no, hold on. So are you telling me once the players cross the white line, who has to perform? Yeah, no. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter which group. If you're representing well, Arsenal Football Club or you're representing Newcastle or you're representing Man City or you're representing Liverpool, you cross that white line, all the work's been done on the training ground. You've, you've talked about all your jobs. You've talked about everything's planned. You still have to go out there and perform. That's, I, been, that's been our problem. Can I ask a question? Serious question here, right? You, you, you two have been played the game professionally, right? You're... You're playing a system that you've played all season and the manager comes in and says, right, I'm changing it for the semi-final, right? Obviously, you're going to go with it if you're in it, but it's surely got to be some sort of doubt in your mind, what's going on here? What's he doing that for? Did, would you not think that? Or, or no, he will explain it, Lee. It afterwards or Lee, they... if, if, Lee, one thing is for sure. The manager just isn't going to change it and you don't work on the training ground at it. You are going to, you've watched video, you, you go on the training pitch and you work at it. But always remember, you could do as much video, you could do as much talking, you could do as much on the training pitch as you want. The moment you get on that pitch, this is the, this is the test. to me time. the players didn't know what they was actually doing. Same here. What their Confused, roles yeah. were in that game. Like, that, that's Confused. what I mean. Like, for instance... Like, like, like who, Lee? Like who? Well, I, I, I look at it in the midfield. I, I look at the midfield, right? Because there's too many in there... No one was really knowing what their job was. You know, like, for instance, like, oh, is that my man? Oh, no, I'm supposed to be here. I'm supposed to be there. And they had so much space in the midfield and in between the lines because I feel that there was too many cooks, if you know what I mean. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking at it. You, you're playing a different position. Like, say if it was just you and your teammate there next to you, you know that he's going to be there. You know, you, you know, all of a sudden, <clears throat> am I supposed to be going? Party was all over the place. All over the place, never getting close to no one, never getting always off of it. And I just feel that that 
That that was that was it. Listen, this false nine. There's only thing one false I like, and it ain't a false number nine. I can tell you that now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's the only, like you know, it's an absolute joke. So you, you, know so you like, like two up top then? You like two up top? You're two up top. <laughs> I like two up top. Exactly. <laughs> well, my, he knows where I'm coming re, from. Re, real or false, it don't matter. <laughs> two, two forward. It just seemed to me that it didn't know what to... Like, you're asking me, like, Kevin, you've played up front, you know what I mean? It's like asking Warren, like, to play up front. Now, you might know what you're doing and everything like that, but I look at Smith Rowe, he's probably not played up front since he was an under eight, you know? All of a sudden, three days into of training, all of a sudden you think that's going to... I just felt it was... It, it was a gamble. Might... Yeah, Ch- it was a gamble, Lee. Lee, it was a gamble. But I think uh, I can only look at it, for me, why he would do that. That's all. Why would he do that? We all know, yeah, you could start Martinelli. Of course you can. But Martinelli isn't great with his back to goal. He's not a link player. He's not a Lacazette. Like got Bagan, then. Yeah, but Bagan weren't even in the squad. Well, why? why? I, I don't know. I don't know. See, I, I look at it with like someone like Bagan, right? And we were talking about this earlier. Harry Kane, right, is the player he is now, right, because of the Europa League. Right? He used to get his chances in the Europa League, right? Uh, Rashford got his chances in, in, in the Europa League, you know? Why not, you know, why why not Lee, play? Lee, 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 we can cut this any way you want and we can say they, Balogun has got his chances in the Europa League earlier on in the league stage, group stage, didn't he? Well, he's done better than he's done better than Smith Rowe in that position. Yeah, but what I'm saying is he wasn't even in the squad. So we, we can't talk about someone who's not even in the squad. So who's false that then? Well, he's not picked. So what can we do? We can't we can't bring him on or change it if he's not even in the squad. Kev, one thing I've got to ask you, man. I spoke to you on Harby squad a few nights ago. And we both sat there and we said, Granite Jacker can't play at left back. He can't play at left back. He'll get absolutely roasted if he plays at left back. And what happened in four minutes? Surely Arteta must see that. Can I just say, can I just jump in? Go on, go on, go on. Go on, on, Warren. Do you remember with Fabian Delph at Man City when he played him at left back? Mm-hmm. Does it not look like familiar? Look, you know, he's Good trying point. to great point. Trying, trying to go from what Pep did with Fabian Delph because they had a lot of possession, play him at the back. You know, and in his back mind, he comes subconsciously. I think I might play Shaka there because Pep did it with Fabian Delph. That will be a, a smart move to make. But Fabian Delph could run and tackle where Shaka is is not mobile enough. He's not that player. So, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. But no, no, that, but it's a good no, point. Right, it's, it's a great, great point. point. It's a great it's point. Absolutely fantastic point. He's saying is that he's got to get away from what Pep does. He's got to get away and do what, what's best for Arsenal. And this group of players that are very much a, a quiet group, that are internal, don't really you know, look very uh, aggressive on the field. So he's trying to coach, coach them that way, be the leader. Where I think they look at this and think, well, he's obviously copying what Pep did, but... I can't do it. That's how it looks for me from outside. If I was in that change of pen, sorry, one thing. Me, we're old, older school and we, we would have sorted it out between us. This group of players can't. There's not yeah. one of them that you would really take serious. You tell them to shut up and sit down. And they yeah. wouldn't. You know, and so it has changed. The game has changed. You, you do need someone to lead this group of players because there are some good players, but they're just putting, being put in situations to look like they're going to foul. You know, you're putting someone in a position to check that Warren, like he's going to foul. Warren, I said, 
I said before, I don't want Jacker anywhere near that left back spot. I don't want him anywhere near it, especially in this game, because you know what? Our best two central midfielders are Partey with Xhaka. That's the best midfield we got. You got Cedric, who can play right back or left back. Play him; he's a, he's a fullback. But <laughs> oh, I, I, but, but I, I don't think Gabriel as a, as a fullback. I think we could have done with Gabriel at centre half yesterday. To be honest with you, but hey, listen, he didn't pick that. Holding and, and Mari have played together and done pretty well together before, so I got no problem with that. It's just that left back. I for me, Xhaka is wasted as a left back because he bloody is the left back. I totally agree. And you know what? I love Warren's point. The reason I love Warren's point is because it does look as if Mikel Arteta has rung up Uncle Pep and has said, I'm struggling the last few games. Is there something I can do that you can help me with? Play a false nine. Bring one of your centre midfielders in at left back, whoever the left footed one is. Keep two centre halves together because I've found it with Laporte and whoever it be or Ruben Diaz and Stones of late. I don't understand what I was seeing last night. And one thing I need to get, and nobody can answer me this, Danny Ceballos needed to be taken off. Kev, you touched on it, right? He mm-hmm. didn't take him off. He got sent off and he looked shocked. Oh, my God, he was going. Everyone could see it happening, right? And then it takes him 10 minutes to actually bring a substitution on. Now, I don't know any any manager in their right mind goes down to 10 men and then sits there and says, just keep things as they are for 10 minutes. But Dan, <laughs> what is going Dan, on there, Dan, Kev? As soon as we went down to 10 men, we improved. <laughs> we improved. That's probably why. That's probably why. That's probably why he kept it for ten minutes and thought, "Hold on a minute, you know what? Right, all right, maybe we can go for it a bit more." And he made it. He, he made the change. Well, Emery made two subs, didn't he? As soon as he got sent off, he was like, "Boom, get two people on." Now, actually, what Uno Emery did in the end was do an Uno Emery and think we've won this two 0 Get Francis Cochrane on and get Alcacher off, or whatever his name was up front, right? Now that helped us in the end because actually, what that did was give us a chance in, right? Now I don't understand what I saw with some of these individuals last night. They looked really confused. At Erdegaard, who looked about ten percent fit, that he'd rather play than Martinelli. I just can't understand this team selection. Casey, I, I don't get it. I didn't understand yeah, any of it. Yeah, but you know what, Dan? But this is football. When things go wrong, you look at the you look at the the the, the, the team. Look at the squad. What is he doing in? What is he not doing in? Da 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 da. It's it's natural. It's normal to to say that. We can't say that other guard hasn't got the quality because he has. But the problem is he needs the midfield to be right for him to shine. And the midfield wasn't right. That's the problem. Yeah. He wasn't fit. Fair enough, because he's not played. But we needed him in there or whatever. Because that was the experiment of Smith Rowe being the link man up top. But it never worked out. We, that, when you're sitting it. here as players, professional players, I've got, you know, you're away, you're away on a European game like that last night, right? Whether you're young or whether you're old, are you talking like we're talking now? Like you know what I mean? Like would 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 say Granite Shack would be sitting there with David Louise and because they're a more experienced player. Go, he thinks he's Pep. Pep. He thinks he's Pep. What he's doing here? Like you know what I mean? What's going on? Like there must be some questions from players at what's going on with his with, well, with the way he's managing. Surely, well, 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 the coaching staff. Why none of them are saying it? 
We're up in the Go debate, like we said. We we think, you know, obviously Spurs have played the game and you've seen millions and millions of games at Arsenal. And we can't really work it out of what it what it would be, you know, why did he do this? So the natural reaction, I kind of go when we had Rude Hullet and he tried to change it, do certain things. We did what he asked to do, but in the end of it, we had to sort it out and said, Rude, this ain't working. You're you're trying to get Alan to be a number 10 and and then ask him to go and help, you know, whether it's Duncan Ferguson or whatever. But Alan's not a number 10. So we said, play him as a number nine and play both of them up. And he was like, no, no, I want him to drop. But you're right. I think they would sit down in their car or when they're going home or in the, having a cup of tea saying, okay, now that's chaos. Do you know what I mean? What, were, what was we doing? It was it, They would have that conversation. I'm sure players, even whether it's 20 years ago today, would think for about 40 minutes, we didn't know what we was doing. We was out of position. Now, whether they can got confidence to go to the number two and say to him, you better have a word with a gaffer at the moment, because we did it with Steve Clark. We said to Clarkie, look, you can't have them playing as a number 10. You know, and that was me, Cedo, or Rob Lee. We would say that, but you go and speak to the number two, Kev, wouldn't you? you go and say to the number two, look, this is fucking complicated. You don't need to play like that because if we do this, this, and this, we feel like we've got some good players. And I'm going to your question: the players, I'm sure, would talk and say, "Listen, we need to, we need to address this because if we play like that again, we're going to get murdered and we're going to get knocked out." So I'm sure that would be conversation like i said whether it's 30 years ago or 30 minutes ago i'm sure certain players will sit down and say we got out of play you know how many and times the coaching staff warren as well yeah. how many how, yeah. how many of those coaching staff are sitting there going what's he doing here like, not one of them is going up to him or are they are they going up no, to him no saying, but you don't know then we don't Dan, know that's what i'm Dan, saying i don't know what, what what i would tell you is coaching staff would would have deliberations and debates but the buck stops with the manager the manager's the one who sets the precedent. So whether they've had it, we won't know whether they've had that conversation. Granit Xhaka's played left-back for the last, what, four or five games? Yeah. So yeah. the, the fact he has... But hold on, sorry, Lee. The fact Ooh. he has played there for the last four or five games is Mikel Arteta feels justified mm. to play him there. Do you understand let, what I mean? Let, let me... It, and and, 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 and I, dis I disagree with that. 100% I disagree, because I want him nowhere near fullback. Let me open a can of words. Surely Arsenal Football Club should have another recognised left-back. 100%. Through the academy, through the reserves. 100%. He's seldom both. He's seldom both. What is the youth team? The youth no, team. Uh, Lee, Lee he's, he's got a Portuguese international on the bench. <laughs> Cedric, let's not even Kevin. look at youth team. You're not even. You're not helping this case. You know that. <laughs> no, hold on a minute. No, but listen. I don't want. I don't want Granite Jacker anywhere. That defense, especially left back. But he, I don't think he was. I don't think he was that bad. No, 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 Lee. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm not saying whether he's bad or good. His best position, and I don't he's even. He's, him, and, him and Partey together gives us a better balance in midfield than Partey, Sabayos, Partey, Elneny, Sabayos, Elneny, Xhaka, El... No. Partey and Xhaka in midfield gives us a much better balance. That's my point. So play who you have to play at fullback. And well, get yeah, Xhaka in midfield. Play at fullback at fullback. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, or, 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 or and I, you know, you might, I might get pillared for this, like, you know, I mean, 
We're overloaded with, at this moment in time, midfielders, wide midfielders, whatever. Play Saka there for a couple of games. No, you could. You could. You could have done that. Of course you could. Of course you yeah, could. Have. Then you could get Martinelli in, in, into the wide area. You know, why does he not play Martinelli? What? Doesn't wanna... rate him, Lee. Doesn't rate him. Oh. Martin Keown even said it last night, and I thought finally a pundit has said it. He does not rate Martinelli. I'm sorry, he doesn't. He can't, can't, can't get play a game, a if he can't get a game yesterday, he's never going to get a game. And I've got to ask this question. Uh, you're, uh, by the way, by the way, Dan, you, Dan, you and Martin are wrong. He does rate him. He I does. Why don't you play him, him then, Newcastle. I'll take him at Newcastle. Sorry, him. mate. Why don't Sorry, you play Dan? him Because he doesn't trust him enough yet. Bottom line. But he does rate him. Yeah, he does. He rates he him, but he don't trust him yet. <laughs> trust him. No, he doesn't trust him enough, I said. He doesn't trust him enough. If you, if you Kevin, Kevin, when you was a young player and all that, like, would, would you tolerate that? Yeah, well, it happened to me. Well, it happened to me many times, Lee. So I know. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, not, not, not when you, yeah, when you was top of the league or something. Like, it's a little bit different, Kev. When you come no, into the no, Arsenal no, team, no, you, Lee. Lee it's not when we, it's not when they're top of the league. It wasn't. There were many times where I was supposed to come in, and I didn't get, a, I didn't get the. I was in the squad. I didn't even get on the bench. You did. You were there. Every week, hat trick, two goals, 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 goals. I, I didn't get a look in. Why? Because the manager didn't trust me. Well, who was all right? Okay, right. I'll, I'll ask you the question then. Who was in front of you at that time? At the time was Alan Smith, Paul Merson. Right. Okay. Not bad players. Right. Not bad. Right. This, this, that. So you're not getting in, right? And he's put. David Lilia in your in, in as a forward in there. Are you not gonna go, what's going on here? Good point. But you you can't because he's the manager. What's going on? You might think that I, I should be playing. Of course you think he should be playing. But what you've got to do, you've got to keep that shut and get on with it. Yeah, but he's doing that, Kevin. He? He's been yeah, down. But, but we he, I keep hearing he doesn't rate him. I think the manager does rate him. And don't forget, Martinelli isn't a number nine. He's a wide, he's a winger. Let's have it right. He's a winger. Well, we don't know what he is because he don't get on the bloody pitch at the moment. <laughs> so well, I can't what the hell he is. Well, he got, on the, he got on the pitch yesterday and he done all right yesterday. He yeah, got well, on and he done all right. Where did, where did he I play? Like where did he play? He, he, played, he was wide, wasn't he? <laughs> You're a, yeah. In a 10. Remember, there was only 10 players. There was only he 10 was players. Number eight. That's what he was. There was the 10 number players eight. there yesterday. <laughs> Jesus, please. He's, he's the false left back. Uh, yeah. when, he's, when he's 11, he can't get on the pitch. When he's 10, he gets on. Does that, does that work that one out. A false coach. Is he a false work, coach? Work, <laughs> work that one out. Oh, my God. Kev, I've got to bring this comment in. It's our good friend, Kenny Ken. Um and he says, I, Dan, can you ask Kevin what the process is? You can't sincerely sell Arteta's credentials after yesterday. And to be fair, Kev, I know that you have backed him in the past. And but I'm not arguing with you. What would you I honestly answer with that, Kev? Because I know you, you, know, you back up your opinions well. And yeah. Kenny, you know, he likes to wind you up. But well, what listen, would you, how would you me, answer that? What, listen, the, 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 process, the process is the transition of Arsenal. That's what it is. The, to- the process isn't Arteta's process. The process is Arsenal's process. So whether people like it or not, we are not the club we were, but we have to change 
the culture of the football club in order to get back to where we believe we belong. That's it. The dressing room was cancerous before. We had to get players out. We had to pay players to leave. That is part of the process. Part of the process is going through a bit of pain that we're feeling now. Yeah, there's a bit of experiment going on and all that. It doesn't work. It's painful. Of course it is. But that is all part of the process. We're still in this tie, by the way. And I truly believe we could, we could do them at the Emirates. Again, if we turn up. But I think he's going to have more weapons available to him next week. So all of that is part of the process, Dan. The recruitment, what happens in the summer, is part of the process. Because whether Arteta is manager or not, it is still going to be the process. And the process only gets finished when we're up there challenging. That's it. And what do you make? What do you make? What do you make, Warren? I'll bring you in on this one. What do you make of this? Because I think this is a great, great comment and one that I have been looking at. And it's Daniel Smith. Thank you for your comment. People want the owner out, but say trust the process. I think that to me is fantastic because I'm looking at this process, thinking I've been trusting this for 15 false years. Process. <laughs> <It's a> false, <laughs> process. <laughs> false process. <laughs> Warren, what do you make of Arteta's process and the Arsenal processes and um, and the owners? Well, I can tell, speak by advice here. You could end up like Newcastle. We've been on that process of a, an owner that's treating it like a business. You've had wow. coaches come in that try to survive. Uh, I know Kev's absolutely right this process, but as a coach, sooner rather than later, you have to make the moves. You can't just say, I'm happy with this process. It's a three-year plan. I think there's enough quality in that team to do a lot better than they are. Like you said, with the system, with the style of play, whatever he's trying to do, is not working at the moment, with all due respect, because if he's not sure, he doesn't trust the players. And I, I totally understand both sides of it, but if you're not careful, you're going to end up like a Newcastle, another coach goes, someone else comes in, and the owner, you end up being a business where you're just happy ticking along and you don't want to be where we are because it is right down. It's horrible down there. It's just existing and just plodding along. You know, I see Arsenal as a, as a great club, they're always challenged, always had good players coming through. Played a certain way. They're a million miles. Newcastle, the same, Kev. They've gone yeah. way yeah. out the distance of where they used to be. It's 25 years from that famous rant with Kevin Keegan about yeah. we'd love it if we beat them. I mean, it's a million, million miles away. When you've got what's happened with owners, they're running it like a business. And it is. Arsenal now is just a business to, to make money. But I still believe as a coach you should try and have the idea and the fundamentals that you're trying to make this team the best. You can't keep experimenting with Arsenal Football Club. I don't mm. think. I don't that's, think that's you should keep... Great point. You know, you there's a certain standard of Arsenal. There's a certain standard of being an Arsenal player. And now, yeah. whether that's 20 years ago or 10 years ago or 10 minutes ago, there's a certain standard when you play for Arsenal. And there's a certain standard as a coach that it's not acceptable to keep getting beat to keep saying, well, I'm trying to find, it's a process, I'm trying to find my identity. You can't do that. You can't do that with a football club like Arsenal. You know, if it's a lot and you're trying to build it up and get an identity, and I, you're right, Kev, if there's cancer in the change room and you've got to pay players, that's the modern game. That's where we are. But there's still a fundamental of what Arsenal has its own identity. We have our own identity. Newcastle, Man United have their own identity. Leeds have their own identity. I mean, look at them. They've been missing for 13 years and come back. So, yeah, we can hide behind process and we're trying to get players. But at the end of the day, he's been there long enough to have an idea mm. of how they're going to play. And we're still, yeah. what, 13 months down the line. Do you, do you does think does anyone do you know think what his last, best lineup is? 
Do you think he'll last, Warren? Well, the new owner's there. Well, your owner's there, yeah. But I think because he's, he's, he's taking all the... Fl- and you tell you what, they're lucky there's no one in the stadium. That's what a lot of these uh, coaches and players care. Because, you know, if there's 60,000 Gooners in that stadium, there'd be uproar. If there's 52,000 Geordies at St. James's and T. Bruce is playing 11 behind the ball against Sheffield United, they'd be ripping the place up. And the same at Arsenal. If Arsenal's sitting back getting outplayed by Villarreal. I agree. That won't. I one hundred percent agree. You won't. Judges, they won't and you won't. wouldn't, Kev. You know what I mean? You, you'd be sitting there getting angry, frustrated because you know you 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 feel for the club. You spent, you know, it's part of your life there and a great part of your yeah. life there. So you get annoyed by it all, and you want to see a change. You know, it's you know, like I said, we we sit here as pundits or fans or whatever you want to call it. But the bottom line is, you've got to go out there and perform. Kev's right. As soon as they cross over that white line, you have to perform, but it also comes from the coach and, and the ownership and that's where it all needs to be sorted out and what happened the other week with this everyone's league. got to come together Warren yeah, exactly. everyone's got to exactly. come everyone I think what you're trying to say everyone's got to come together the, the problem is when these players cross the white line we don't know what we're going to get Kevin he said the thing he said his players need to grow some balls sorry to be so crude but he said it Arteta he needs to grow a pair of balls as well he needs to stand up and take responsibility and start pointing the players in the right direction, not keep hiding behind systems, tactics right. and all that. But this is what he's trying to do. He needs to go up there and say, right, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it because it's getting tedious. It would get tedious for me as a player. Like you said, if all of a sudden he's, he's asking Shaka to go and play left, I'm a left back. I'm a, I'm a good player. I'm one of your best players in midfield. Get against someone else to play there. Not me. Yeah, that's that's where and then yeah. Arteta, Arteta has to make a decision if he says you can't talk to me like that, get me out get someone else in then because it ain't working great point yeah. great point judges we'll come to you well, do you trust do you trust this process mate no, what's going on this process and all that like you can go on that listen I I like to see I, the process forget the process I like to watch it watch it through with my own eyes like you know what I mean Everton Kev you was, at, you was in the studio that game it was boring it was an absolute no-show. Right, safety net. Oh, well, he's thinking of Thursday, right? So I get that. But then I, I, I look at I look at other games this season, you know, and, and you, getting around this thing about the owner, like, did the owner tell him to play a false nine on, 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 exactly. on, on Thursday night? Did he tell him to change the system and all that? No, I don't think so. And I think there is... It's never there. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly like, you know what I mean? He was wondering what a false nine was, you know what I mean? He thought it was a false girl. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you can like, um, look at Newcastle, right? And it's, it's great that you talk about Newcastle. When they were successful, they had an owner that cared about the football club. He supported the football club. Sir John Hall, he supported the football club, put his money in it. But ultimately, if things weren't right, he'd know, he'd see, he'd watch it. He'd go, that ain't right. Sort things out with whatever, like you know what I mean. And, and, and eventually, now they haven't got, they haven't got that. You know, Newcastle has gone down, and that is what's happening with Arsenal. Right? Kev, you you will know this as well. The Hillwoods might not, not, not have been great and where, but they cared about Arsenal Football Club big time. Cared about it, like you know. Yeah, and I think the, the they went through. They went through the tough time as well. Let's exactly. have it right. That's no, no club is no club only has success. Let's get no, this right. That's what I was going to get. It wasn't always, it wasn't always roses, was it? But right, ultimately, right. Mm. ultimately, you knew that the club cared. Now, I, I, I don't, 
I don't know that many Newcastle fans, but at the moment in time, their, their probably beef is more because the, man, the the owner doesn't care. You know what I mean? Like, but Steve Bruce, for I think he's doing a from the outside looking, he's doing an okay job. He's getting pillared, mm. but all of a sudden, Mikel Arteta, I don't worry about him. We go, we go over him. And we go for the Cronkies or the ownership, but but you know he's got to be accountable as well. Lee, you can't say that Arteta ain't getting hammered. He is getting hammered. You can't say he's not because he well, is. No, I think a lot of the, I think a lot of the fans have really tried to back him, Kev. I, I I I think um, over the last sort of um, few months, it, it's starting to turn. And and you know after after Thursday, you, you know. I can see why. I, I tell you why. I'm. I, I, look, I've, I've wanted Mikel to do really well. I really have. But I'm, if I was a fan, if I was a, a fan paying to go and watch these games now, and it's not, it's not cheap, as you know, ninety quid for a ticket, and I'm watching uh, the Everton games. Uh, we can't beat Fulham. Fulham. Uh, Hull, um not Hull, Burnley, Burnley, Burnley. Burnley. Oh, things like that. Villa, I'm going to be Leicester. not happy about it. No. Lee. Listen, I've said all along, we're going to have to feel some pain. We're going to have to, to change things. We have to feel pain. We don't like it. I hate it. But we have to go through some pain. Because you know what? It's been, what is it, 16 years since we've last won a title? 17 years? So from 16 years ago, the process has started to try and be champions again. Because surely that's what Arsenal Football Club should be going for. Is that not correct? Yeah, I agree, yeah. Right. So that's the process. And we haven't done it for 16 years. Arteta's been in there since, when was it? Two, 18 two, months ago. And Rob Holding's our captain now. 18, 18 months ago, Lee. 18 months ago. He's coming 18 months ago. And we're talking about a 16-year problem. Okay, let me jump on. That's again, great. But Leicester, do, you know, Leicester have got to win a title. You know, with all due respect, Leicester is nowhere near what Arsenal and and I think Newcastle. But they have a certain style. They've got a certain identity. They have a great recruitment. They've got a limited budget, and they do what they need to do. And they're more competitive than our two teams. In the last three yeah. or four years, they've been more because they've been run properly. The coaches, the recruitment, the other, and they've still managed to sell their best players. But still yeah, being able to keep in the Champions League in Europa football, they've still been able to do that. And yeah, but, that's what I'm yeah, Warren, They don't run Warren, their football club as a business. They run it Warren, as a football club. You, Warren, you're 100% right. But what does that say about Arsenal? You're going to end up like Newcastle. That's what's going to end up that, like. That, te- that tells you why There's your warning. things There's your have warning. to change. That's why the culture had to change. Arsenal went from being a team who went to win things to a team who qualifying for the Champions League was enough. And now we haven't qualified for the Champions League for five years. So it's years. Arsenal's fault then. It's Arsenal Wenger's fault then. Oh, look, hold on. <laughs> it's 16 years ago. That's when it started. So Arsenal has a part. Everybody has a part to play who's been in this process. Because we're still not the Arsenal that we love. How would you want? How would you answer this, Kev? Because I think this is a good one as well. Don't you think sixteen years is long enough, Kev? Could be like Liverpool be thirty. You've told me before it could be. It, it could, could be thirty. Be. Uh, and again, do you know, to be successful, you have to have everybody on the same page, and they are not 
on the same page. Arsenal Football Club is disjointed. At we weren't on the same page last night, Kev. No, but we haven't been for 16 years, is my point, Lee. He's on we the haven't been page. for six. We haven't been for 16 years. So, again, if you're going to be successful as a football club, the fans who, who do go or watch know what they're going to get. The team that crossed the white line, you know they're going to perform. You know they're going to be in a game. Just a few years ago, we, the game was over in 25, 30 minutes. Games are over. I've got to ask it, right, because... You know, your love for Mikel Arteta, I'm, I'm, I'm admiring it like, yeah. But when Arsenal were in disarray, right, when George Graham come, it did not take him 18 months to sort it out. Lee, I never said it took him 18 months. I'm not but saying, I'm talking about, I'm talking about, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about, Lee, I'm talking about titles. No, I'm talking George Graham comes to Arsenal the last, when he came. Yeah. 1971 yeah. was it. The club was in a mess, right? Yeah. yeah. It was in a mess, a bit like it is now. But 18 months let down the line, there was a there was a, a vision. There was this and there, there, that. There ain't nothing with Mikel Arteta. Because it, it was differently. Enough. It's different. When you when George Graham came into the football club, look Why is the, it, I've seen Hold on, hold on. You asked me a question, can I answer? Oh, wow. I'm not going to like it. That's why I don't want to hear it. Right. When George Graham came into the club, you had your Viv Anderson, you had your Kenny Sansom, you had Tommy Caton, you had Stevie Williams, you had you had a totally different squad. All the so-called players who came through and changed it were the youngsters. Don't forget that, Lee. They were the young players. The role cast was Tony Adams and now Quinn and Merson and Martin Hayes. And all these guys started to come through. He did he buy? He bought Lee Dixon. He bought Steve Bold. He bought Nigel Winterburn. Perry Gross came in, changed it totally. And don't ref, you remember rightly, Lee, there was uproar. There was uproar at Arsenal. Yeah, bloody was when you sold Charlie Nicholas. Yeah, I know that. But, you know, Charlie Nick was there buying players from Stoke for the Arsenal, all that. But he knew he had to change the culture. The culture was is, not right. Ron makes a great point here. Ron, you know, Ron makes a great point. Leicester were in disarray when Poyal was there. Was it Poyal was the manager? Like, Ron, you know, Poyal, Poyal, yeah. Poyal, yeah. Poyal, yeah. Right. Jamie Vardy was on the bench. When, I remember Jamie Vardy. This is, how, this is how bad Leicester were. Jamie Vardy was playing... Uh, Leicester were playing against Spurs at Wembley. They were one nil. Nil-nil or one-nil down. He comes on as a sub to take a penalty. He misses the penalty and end up losing. Like you know, I think he was sacked after that. And they was in disarray. I think that's for football. Look at them now. Within a couple of years, because they've got a coach that knows what he's doing. He's got experience and he's he's got the right players in the right place. Well, how, how much longer Lee. have I got to wait before Mikel becomes Lee? Lee, and you could talk about love. No, my loss for Arsenal. Whether Mikel's there. Or another manager. It's the same. It's the same. Whether a new manager comes in, what they have to do, they have to, they have to change that culture because the culture isn't a winning culture. Well, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm glad I'm, I'm down here not, because I'm arguing with you. Like, I don't like to argue with you. Like, Arsenal have won an, an FA Cup. 
They've won four FA Cups, winning so, culture. Yeah, but it's not a league. Lee, hold on a minute. So if Arsenal's in a winning culture and winning the FA Cup, why is everybody going in meltdown this season? Because they're tenth in the league, Kev. There's a difference. Yeah, but we, but we won the FA Cup. It's a false position. but we won the FA Cup. So you can't it. have it. So you can't exactly. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, but you got. I, you am, got... I am not mentioning FA Cups. I'm talking about Arsenal and league titles. That's what I'm on about. Arsenal and league titles. If Arsenal are going to be the Arsenal who could challenge in the Premier League. Things have to change. Look at well, this. Changing look, for look the right, right. Because well, if we can win, of players, league, league. win a league, Kev, Rob Holding is not your captain uh, for Arsenal. He's not league. actually even going to be in the team. Like, you know what I mean? Rob, Rob Holding won't be in the team next season. But what I'm saying to you is this. <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. Arsenal are a cup team. Look at the crap we've had to put up with this season. And we're in the bloody semi-final of the Europa League. Well, it won a very good cup performance yesterday, then, was it? No, 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 but but, but isn't isn't that just Arsenal? Well, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. No, but that's what I'm saying, Warren. It shouldn't be. But because the culture isn't a winning culture anymore. The culture's changed. The culture, the culture, the culture of the football club is not the same. You know it as fans. We know it as players, Warren. When yeah, you no, went, I... Warren, you, you, you could tell him. When you went yeah, to no, Highbury... I'm not agreeing with him. He's not no. agreeing. Come on, Warren. When, when, you went to, when you went and played <laughs> don't Arsenal... Worry, don't worry, he's in Manchester. You can't... He ain't going to get you. When you went and played <laughs> Arsenal, Warren, when you went and played Arsenal, you knew straight away we are in problems today. Teams are coming yep. to the Emirates rubbing their hands. I told you, you end up like Newcastle. I want to go back to Kevin, but he was on TV with his dicky bow tie. There's only certain people who can carry that off, by the way. He was magnificent. <laughs> Let's lighten it up a bit, this, this little debate. Yeah, lighten it up a bit. I'm, I'm arguing with all judges here. Yeah, I'm just getting on your good side, Kev. You look great in a dicky bow tie. Not, me and Warren are just... Many... Well, you know, it's when he's on Sky Day, don't say all this. He's, uh, you know... Uh... No, because you're not on. I think me and Warren are going to get the popcorn out. I'll tell you that in a minute. Jesus, I was going to put the kettle on. Guys, it's not good enough. Have a hug. Have a group hug. Come on. It's not good enough. One thing we all agree on. One thing we all agree, it's not good enough. Arsenal are crap. So what need... What <laughs> yeah, they are, it's not good this enough. Is a, this is a serious question then, right? This is for all of you, right? This is for all of you. Is Mikel Arteta doing a good job at Arsenal? We'll start with Kev, we'll go then to Lee, and then we'll go to Warren. M- Mikel Arteta is doing an okay job with the group of players he has. Winning a cup... Getting into the semi-final of a Europa. Listen, he's done okay. In the league, our main striker hasn't turned up and our goalkeeper's been chucking him in. That's the difference in the league, by the way. You know that, don't you? And you could cut it. Oh, we ain't turned up for games. You had another 10 goals from Aubameyang into our team. We are up that league. But the problem is, he hasn't turned up this season and we've got to accept it. But 
you do realize three hundred thousand pound a week, then, won't it? But but you do realize, you do realize, if Mikel Arteta wins this trophy, if he does, yeah. I don't know where we are. If he wins it, he'd be one of the most successful managers in Arsenal history for over two years. You do realize that, don't you? Yeah, he, 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 oh, so, so what would the but so what would the fan base say then? It's still, still not good enough. Hey, what are yeah, no, Thank but it's still much. not good enough, is Thank it? You very much. There's your P45. You don't have to make <laughs> That's job. exactly what I would say. So, let, let, so let's just, before I move to Lee and then to Warren, Kev, I just want to stick with you one because obviously you said that he's doing an okay job with these players, right? Yeah. But these players last night. There's only three of them. I think they ain't his. All the rest of them, he's either signed or he's stuck with or given a contract extension no, to. No, no, so, stuck with, stuck with isn't... Come on now, Dan. Stuck with. Come on. There's only so he doesn't so want Leno. He doesn't want Leno. He doesn't want Chaka. No, there's, no, doesn't there's only he... so many players that's there who he's got to choose from. He's got to make the best of a bad bunch. They ain't the players that he would have chose, picked, but he comes into the football club and he's got to work with them. That's what he's got to do. This is my problem. He's got to show me something different with a solution, though, because if he doesn't want Leno or doesn't want Chaka, he's showing me that he does because they play 90 minutes of every single game. That's my problem with it. And the other ones, like the parties and the Maris and the, and the, and the Gabriels, which most I like, by the way, he's sticking with them. I have seen no style of play. I've seen boring, unattractive football. I've seen nine 1-0 losses at home at the Emirates. I think that he needs to go. I've been calling out for the manager since November. I've taken enough abuse for it. Now, only now in May, it was it was all right in November to lose, but now it's not all right in May to lose. I have not seen any change or progression from it. You're right. He would go down as being a success if he wins the Europa League. But I don't like what I am seeing on the pitch. I'm seeing so much confusion, mismanagement of players that I don't think he's doing a he's good job. He's going nowhere. And, if would, I, I, and, I, and I agree with you. And this he's is my going problem. This nowhere. Is why I hate so... So people get used get used to it. He's going nowhere. And this is the this is the problem I've got with it because this owner does not care. So I've been pointing the fingers at the owner because guess what, KC? I never wanted this dude. I wanted yeah. Simeone, Allegri, and Shalom. I didn't I would have taken Rafa Benitez. I didn't want him. But the fact of the matter is he's Arsenal manager. So I'm with Arsenal. Uh, uh, that's it so he's the manager I'm with Arsenal I want Arsenal to do well I don't want him to fail I want Arsenal to win of course I do okay so you think he's doing an okay job judges he's doing an okay job judges <laughs> look at that face <laughs> oh, I disagree I disagree <laughs> <laughs> Lee no chance no way D. <laughs> oh my god listen I'll I'll I, I, I be honest, if he wins the Europa League, you can't argue with that, can you? Let's, let's, let's be honest, he's won the FA Cup, Charity Shield and Europa League in less than two years. You've got a, a, But that's a big if at this moment in time. Yeah. But um, I, 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 I think at this moment in time, I'm, I, I'm just losing faith with him. I've got to say that. Like, and, I, and I mean that. Listen... I'm a, I'm a I'm a supporter that's wanting him to be successful. I've been called a flip flop for so many long because I've I've been chopping the ch- because I've wanted him to do well. But the more the the more it, the more I see it, you know, and and Kev goes on about winning a league. You know, the more I see it, the more I don't. The more I believe that Mikel Arteta is never ever going to win us a league because I, uh, because the proof's in the pudding. He can't get more than five wins on a trot. That's my thing. You know what I mean? And I'm sorry with the players that he's got. 
we should we should be getting five games on the trot to win. And he's not done it. Over 100%. to you, Warren. 100%. Warren, I'm going to come to you on, on and we're going to talk about Newcastle in a minute, but I want you to, you to just finish us off on this Arteta debate. And then can we have a laugh? <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been disappointed, to say the least. <laughs> I think with his, uh, as I touched on earlier, uh, I think he's got the nucleus of being a very good coach. I think he can do better with the players. I think he overthinks it, as, as Pep has done in Champions League games and other games. He is the Arsenal manager. Uh, I'm sure he's trying to do the right things. They will stick with him. Um, but there's some great coaches out there as well. But I would give him a, I would give him until the end of the season and see where he is. But for Arsenal to be mid-table, and even if you get to the Europa final, is it enough? Is it enough for him? But I, I never want, even with Steve Bruce, I've been, you know, I've been on about Steve and he starts, I don't want someone to get the sack because I think that's kind no. of thing. He comes back and punches you right on the nose. So I don't, I don't want that with anybody. But if you look at what he's done in the league and if you look what what's happened in the Cups, it, it's not been great. Um, I know he won the FA Cup, yeah, but I would, I would stick with it and persevere. Um, but I would tell him just to be his own man and do, do the, what he feels the best with this group of players to get them to play. I don't think they're that bad, Kev. You know, I know we joke about it, so I think there's some really good players and you can you can, you can manage them better than he is at the moment. You know, I, I do think he can get yeah, Yang back on, back on the score sheet. I think he can get players playing well again. Um, yeah. But without being funny, Kev, without bullshit, he needs someone like yourself next to him to say, sit down in the room, let's have a conversation and let's sort this out because... This is Arsenal. We can't be doing this. And just a few home truths. Nothing personal. You know, a lot of assistant coaches are getting them. Just to hear a few home truths. Not, it's not a personal attack on you, Mikael. It's not this, but this is how I feel. This is how... Warren, and I don't know whether they do that. I don't know whether Warren, they do a quick, it. a quick question for you. Do, you. do you think the fact he hasn't really had a pre-season has harmed him? Because he came in halfway through the season. Obviously, then mm. COVID... Then it was a shortened summer, wasn't it? After yeah. the season was elongated, shortened summer. Do you think that because you know what it's like, a pre yeah. getting a good preseason in makes a massive right. difference. And I think maybe so. Maybe with what he's trying to emulate for his players, he needs more time to get that across. You know, if, if he was if there's another coach that's coming in that was similar and playing a certain easier style of, of football, then maybe maybe not. But he's trying to be so intricate and so thinking outside the box that it's like, oh, okay, we need to sit down and have a look at this. But it's it's games and results and defeats. Then everyone starts up banging the drum. But the, tips, you know, the tactics are on the system. But it, it doesn't help him, Kev, because he is a coach that likes to be intricate and be, you know, complicated yeah. with his tactics. Well, also, I mean, it only takes him seven days to uh, to work out a false nine system. So I don't, I'm not so sure about the preseason. <laughs> uh, well, then, Dan, then Lee, Warren, I'm going to have to shoot because I'm on the Ivory Squad got, now. You're on Ivory Squad. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Legend, right, man. as always. Look after yourself. Good to see you, you guys. Take, take care, easy, everyone in chat. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Keep keep wearing your dickies. Of course. Keep, Thank you both. Thursdays, mate. Good man. I love it. <laughs> Warren, I'm going to stay with you just before we do move to Newcastle because I've seen in the chat that, you know, Kev makes up a couple of excuses there about pre-season and COVID and stuff like that. All for 20 sides, by the way, not just for Arsenal. <clears throat> but Chelsea could finish in the top four, win the FA Cup and win the Champions League. They were one point, right, away from Arsenal when they sacked Frank Lampard. And look at what that's done. 
This is why I'm getting frustrated because this is not a terrible side. Terrible Arsenal side. It's got some great players in it, like you've just said. They're not playing as a team. And I don't see the telepathy between the management and the players, right? So it frustrates me because I know Chelsea have got some better players than Arsenal. But really, I look at the squad and I think, is it that much better than Arsenal? It's probably like about that. Maybe Chelsea a bit up here, right? So is it the manager or is it that the players ain't good enough? Because I'm saying it's the manager. I think if you put Allegri in there, that they'd be they'd be challenging for Champions League. I don't think they're challenged for the title, but I think if you put no, someone like no. Allegri or Simeone, they would be in that bracket of four or five challenging. You know that that's what I feel. I, I, you know, with Kevin, I understand his passion for, but I don't think this group of players are that bad. I know Holding shouldn't be captain. I know certain players, but I, I you know, my old team, Newcastle. I look at them and I think. There's some better players than what the system and the style that the managers play. I think, you know, I think if you're a bit more aggressive on the front foot, you play quicker football, you play uh, your style of football, you play the Arsenal way, the Newcastle way, you you would beat Burnley, you would beat Leicester, you would beat Southampton, you would beat these teams at home. Um, but he's not. As I said, he's trying to make Arsenal into something they're not. And this process is... It, when, when Arsenal had their best success is when they was powerful... I mean, listen, they had world-class players, but they was on the front foot, back five, defended properly, midfield players got the ball to the forwards and the forward did the business. It's not rocket science, you know. That's Arsenal's exactly. DNA. Now, Man United, best success, they play with wide players. That's what United fans, you know, they want. Liverpool, more position, they're patient. So each club has its identity, but Arsenal at the moment are just drifting and going to be another... Premier League team and you can keep going on about 15 years ago but he has to change Arteta and you know we all get caught up in ex-player coming and that's what's given let's be honest fellas that's what's giving him a breathing space at the moment because if yeah. he was a coach from, from Austria or from the Bundesliga yeah. they'd be get him out but because he's Arteta and he, he says the right things about Arsenal and he's got a good relationship with the media in Arsenal he gets a little bit of time and he's got the FA Cup in his back pocket which that's not Flip that away. I mean, I know it's not the big trophies, but it's still a, a trophy that yeah, he wants. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but Arsenal, with this group of players, with a bit more of a simple philosophy, I think, like Thomas Tucker has done. What did Thomas Tucker do when he came in after Frank? He got Asper Laqueta back in there, Rudiger at the back. He got senior players playing and it gave them the foundation and they built from that. It's like when Arsenal comes to Arsenal. He didn't say, right, I'm getting rid of Tony, I'm getting rid of Lee, I'm getting rid of this. He knew that they was a good player. And then he started to add to yeah. all the players that we'd never, I ever heard. Like when, when Patrick come in, 100%. and then Terry Henry, we know he'd been doing well, but he, but he understood. And, you know, Mikel Arteta has just tried to change the whole philosophy of Arsenal Football Club in, in 14 months. And it's, it's spot it's on, mate. It, it, yeah. it, it is absolutely spot on. Um, let's move on quickly, Warren, the Newcastle. I'm going to bring Lee in afterwards. But I just wanted to get... We obviously got him on Sunday. It feels it feels like this is just taking away all the league. As far as we're concerned, mate, we've got five games left that I just want to finish very quickly. But let's talk a bit about Newcastle because it is, it is frustrating. Uh, the fans absolutely hate it this season. Mike Ashley doesn't give a damn. Steve Bruce is getting pelters. Um what do you make of the season for Newcastle, Warren? Oh, it's been a, it's been a drag. It's been a chore to watch them. Uh, and, you know, and you know, we as Newcastle fans have been banging a drum about our ownership running it like a business, and then all of a sudden the the so-called big six 
uh, all the fans, it gave them a wake-up call because, you know, their owners, apart from maybe City, who do spend and go out, they are running it like a business. And it, they're taking the heart and soul out of, the, out of the club, which is the fans, in my point of view. You know, I used to love going to Highbury and that, that smell of Bovril and onions and burgers and everything as you're walking into the stadium. That's what Arsenal Football Club was about and getting ready for the game and, and seeing these players, Liam Brady and that playing. And you know, when you take that away from everybody and just make it corporate and about money, you lose the soul of the football club. So, you know, for, for us as Newcastle fans, it's been a disaster. You know, and started off the season reasonably well, got some good players. Wilson had come in, some other players, Fraser, that we thought could strengthen the squad. And challenge, we got off to a good start and thinking, well, it might be we can do, well, maybe what's Sam doing? You know, is that out there a question? Is it something that maybe we can get like a, I always use Leicester as a, as a role model because not everybody's got Man City or Man United's money or Liverpool's money. So why can't they do it? You know, Everton are up there, you know, and slowly but surely with Steve, he got back his tactics. We played against Sheffield United away, who had never won a game, allowed them to get into the game and, and beat us. And from there, it's been a drag. You think Arsenal, um, Everton was a bad game. Like you should have seen what we're watching up there. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 tough. it's tough. It's tough. It's tough to watch. Uh, I love Steve as a, as a player when he was Man United. and mm. what he, But it's not Newcastle that I'm seeing. And I respect him. And that's how he wants to do it. But it's not what I want to watch and what I want to support. And I'm an Arsenal fan. You know, I'm, I've been, as I said, I was brought up by my dad and my brother going to hide. But a big part of me is Newcastle. So yeah. if you're asking yeah, me, honestly, the result of the weekend, I want Newcastle to win. <laughs> because that's that's how I feel about them at the moment. They're, they're a club. Oh, it's a bigger game vulnerable. for them. It's a bigger game, bigger game for Newcastle. The club looked weak. It looked weak and vulnerable. And I can't have that with my football club. You know, and if it's now with Arsenal, then I'd... Be on Highbury Corner banging them about Arsenal because that's my club as well. But if it becomes the weekend, we need it more than news lot. So, yeah, you know, I, I'll be wearing the black and white. Yeah, I say with Newcastle is like, I, I, you know, from 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 my point of view, you've all, I've always liked them going back through like they've always had a fantastic support. Do you remember like back in? Same. In, in the 80s and all that, like... Malcolm McDonald, that's why. Malcolm McDonald. Yeah, Malcolm McDonald. They always packed the, packed the end. It would always be like, you know, very, very, you know, Newcastle to go to Newcastle. I don't think it's quite the same now, the stadium, like it was back in the old days. It's too too high and whatever. But it was always a, you know, like, a, he used to go up there, it's freezing cold, but there's always a great atmosphere. And they've had, you know, like some great, great players and, a great, and, and great support. And you've always wanted Newcastle to do well. I, 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 you know, I don't watch Newcastle like as much as I, I do, but I have seen them over the last couple of weeks. But since they've got a couple of their players back, they've been a different animal. They've been a little bit more proactive um, with the players they've got. And I think that, you know, with the likes of Wilson and um, Maximum and all that, they've got to really go for it a little bit more under Steve Bruce. And I, otherwise, otherwise the fans will not tolerate that. You know, they've always had, and they Newcastle, as you'll know, Warren, they've always had a couple of little uh, quality little players in in their yeah. side. Yeah, even when you go back to like Gaza, then you had Chris Waddle, Peter Beersley. They've always had a like Maximum Ginola when we was there, Tino Asperia, yeah. and obviously you've had Ferdinand and and, and Alan Shearer. They've always had a player. Titus Bramble. Yeah, <laughs> Titus Shambles. <laughs> yeah, they've always had a player that they can that, that they can gravitate to who who they want to, and they support their team team through thick and thin. And, you know, Steve's made, you know, players have been injured, but a lot of them three players, Maxim Almiron and Wilson, was fit early part of the season, but he still played yeah. that 
negative football. And that's where yeah. the criticism comes. It's not a personal thing. And then when your manager comes back, imagine Arteta saying, my brief for my owner is just to try and win a trophy. It doesn't matter. We just stay in the league. We can be 15th, but just to try and win a trophy or get to a final. I mean, Steve has come out and said, my, my brief for my owner is just to stay in the Premier League. Yeah, not and good that, enough. No, it's like, okay, that might be what you're told, but this is what I'm going to try and do. I ain't going to just accept. I want to actually try and challenge and be more assertive with the players I got, but he didn't. And that's and that's why I'm saying I was joking about it, fellas. But this is what Newcastle was. They went through another soonest comers coach, Chris Hewitt, and then it went down, Rafa Benitez. Yeah. And Arsenal were not on that slippery slope. They don't watch it. If they really don't yeah. watch yeah, it, I, 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 agree. I, I totally agree with you. I totally do. One player who is on loan from us is Joe Willock. He has got on the score sheet a couple of times. How's he been doing? He's been fantastic. He's been a breath of fresh air. He's got energy. He's got passion. Um, again, no, Steve has been using in the last 10, 15 minutes. Um, but he can run all day long. The boy can play. Uh, he's, he's really what's you know been great from my point of view. The boy going up to Newcastle. And he's really enjoyed it. He wants to play. He wants to go. He's not felt sorry for himself or Arsenal's let me go. Um, you know, he's really said, I want to play. I want to be a Premier League player. Now, whether he goes back to Arsenal is still debatable. Like you said, you've got a, a million midfield players. Uh, or if not, he's took the chance to say, you know, Newcastle may want him or another Premier League team and Everton may come in for him and buy him and he can, he can kickstart his career. But he's, what I love about him, and I loved him at Arsenal as well, he had a bit of he had a bit of passion about him. All right, he lacked yeah. a bit of quality in the passing and a little bit of positional sense. But one thing about the kid, he'll have a go. He'll have a go, and you can tolerate that sometimes if you can try and coach him and nurture him around some better players. But he's been a breath of fresh air because he's he's had a go. He, he's gone out there, and every game matters. Every training session matters. And him and Richie been been excellent for us. So um, yeah, no, he's he's been no, good. You know, like... Twenty million. If you're talking about the money now for twenty million, I'd, I'd bite your arm off because he's he looks well worth that. Do you reckon, Lee, 20 million to Newcastle, Joe Willock? Well, like, you know, it'd be a good move for him. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I quite like the kid, as, as Warren says. I'm, I've always, he's always give 100%. I'll tell you what I've never liked. He's always, uh, which has been a bit harsh. Right? I remember him playing against Blackpool in the FA Cup, going up there, and he got a couple of goals, still not good enough. You know what I mean? Whatever he's done for Arsenal, still not, you're not good enough, not good enough. You know what I mean? So, Maybe like a Newcastle, he'd get more, a little bit more appreciation, and that could kick him on again, like you know. So he scored yeah, more goals than the Arsenal midfield, apparently. Which I yeah, he's, 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 he does, yeah, that thing. I'll tell you what was it? Was it the goal against? Uh, I think it was the goal against Tottenham with the header. It was a bullet mm, yeah. of an it wasn't, it wasn't easy. That was a it wasn't a great. It wasn't what you'd say an easy chance. It was Bosch. It was straight in, like you know. So I'm I'm. Um, uh, you know, good luck to him. And if 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 he goes to, uh, to Newcastle, that's a great move for him, yeah, without a doubt. Fair play. Warren, uh, prediction for for the weekend. You fancy Newcastle, or you want, sorry, you want Newcastle. Do you fancy him to win? Yeah, I do. I think the confidence is a big thing after that Spurs result. And then we followed up with a West Ham and then Burnley, then West Ham. I, I think it's, uh, I'm going to go for 2-1 to the tune. Because I think, you know, Arteza will have, uh, false players everywhere and have a, a false idea <laughs> about about what's happening in Europa. He's got a false false plan for everything. So yeah, I, I'm going to go for two one for the for the two. Fair play. Um, I'm going to go one one. 
that was on touches. my mind as well, Dan. Actually, Dan, I, I felt that one as well. I thought I was going to sit on the fence, but I thought I'd get stick if I did. So that's why I went two one. But I do fancy a one. Fair play, mate. No, good, good for you, mate. Judges, what do you reckon? I, I, I fancy a one one. But if any team's going to win it, Newcastle. But okay. I, I think that, that, we'll probably... that means after we're three 0 No, well, you never know. But like, I, I think that uh, I, I think the thing is that Newcastle probably want it a little bit more. Might just be the just the sway for it. Like last 10, 15 minutes, if it's tight, I, I, I fancy like you know Newcastle might go for a little bit more. But um, yeah, and, and at the end of the day, I want Newcastle to stay in the league. So if they do win it, then so be it. Yeah, as long as we. I'll take it now. Look, Newcastle win on Sunday. We we win 3 0 on Thursday. We're all happy. You'll be welcome up Fair there, point. my friend, even if it's cold up there. I'll get you a nice woolly hat when you come up. Thank there. you very much, Mark. I look forward to it. There we go. It's got to be done, isn't it? It's got a to be done. Hat. I'll have a full hat. Can anyone remember when that, that thing comes this false nine come up? I oh. mean, it's, it's same as an inverted fullback, isn't it? Inverted fullback, <laughs> false nine. False nine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a, it's a load of old rubbish, isn't it? Like, I've never heard of it in my life. All of a sudden, it's come in there, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? Very, very vogue at the moment. It's vogue to have. Yeah. Yeah, so, so. no, no spite. It was it Spain that produced it at first? Yeah. Because they had yeah. never, you know. Well, no, but, Pep, Pep did it with, uh, with, with Barcelona. With, with Fab- he did Fab- it with like, Pedro, didn't he? Yes. A lot to answer for. He has got a lot to answer for. Well, I'll tell uh, you what, before... Warren made a great point well, going back. They could have been three, two or three nil down against um, yeah, Paris yeah. Saint-Germain. You know what I mean? I don't... Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this now. I'll guarantee you he won't be playing a false nine next season after the summer. <laughs> window. I'll guarantee it. Like, you know? Well, once they get Harland in, I think they might be all right, to be honest with you. But uh, yeah. there we go. Um Warren, I normally do this with uh, with KC. I've done it a few times. I haven't done it with yourself before we do wrap up. Um, best player you played against and best player that you played with? Uh, bit, on the, bit on the spot, mate. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> Sedan's by far the best player. Sedan, when oh, we wow. played against Juventus in there. So he's the best one. But uh, in, the, cool. in the league, the pre- Premier League, uh, Terry would be Terry Henry. Uh, would be, I think, Premier League's best player, best, mm. not striker, but best footballer that's ever played in the Premier League. He could do it all. He could run, he could tackle, he could score goals, tap-ins, worldies, whatever. Gigs, week in, week out. You know, for 12 years, I played against Ryan when he come through. So he, he was the one. So he's been the best. They're the best three, if you're asking me, week in, week out, Henri. But the best has ever been Zidane. Uh, best player, I've been very, very lucky. Gaza before Euro 96 was brilliant. Uh, being around him uh, was sensational. Um, I don't think you can go too far wrong with Valenciera with, as a number nine. But I do always go... No, he wasn't bad. He, he, was he, right. he, knew where the, he knew where the goal was. Um, he, he, did, he hated pre-seasons, by the way. Fucking hell. We'd be, he'd be at the back rolling. He said, why do I need to do this? This is rubbish. This is rubbish. And then all of a sudden, start the season, 31 goals he'd get. So that, that, that was his way of doing it. Um, but Peter Beersley is the best player I've played with. And um, oh, wow. maybe okay. the six wow. months was was phenomenal. But Pedro was doing things that, you know, such a talented player. Um, mm. Even in training as well, he, he would do the thing. So... He would be there, Peter. He would run like a that's, cheater. But yeah, that's he, he was a, a great, he was a top class player. Yeah, he, was a, he was a player. That's a great, great shout. No, he's, he was fantastic. And what about the team? Best team you ever played against? The Arsenal. 
that I would say then was it? when we, I, I think I'd tell you the story, you know, we go to Highbury and this is when we was doing well. And you'd look across and you'd see Tony had been with England and Tony's the best captain, him and Stuart Pearce, the best captains I've been around. And they influenced me the way I, I want to coach teams, I want to play teams the way that they are. Them two have been brilliant to me. I did my A licence with, with uh, and pro licence with Tony. Phenomenal, phenomenal player, phenomenal person as well, and Stuart Pearce. But you stand there, as I said, you have Tony, you know, David would be there. And then next you got Patrick, Emel Petit, Burkham, again, going through, on Martin Keown, and then the two little rats at the back, Lee and again, Nigel. So, you know, so you, it was, you know, it was like, where do you, where do you go from here? Because, you know, they were phenomenal players. And then throw in Robert Perez and or Freddie or Ray Parler or, or whatever, you know, they was a phenomenal team. And also the um, the Man United team that, that won the treble, you know, when you look at their mm-hmm. players and that, that squad. Because, you know, as I said, Wimbledon and when I was there, we bully teams. Didn't didn't phase the Arsenal. Um, then when you try and compete and play football like we did at Newcastle, it didn't phase Arsenal or the Man United team. So I was lucky, you know, in in that period when you had two quality managers, two quality teams, and then you threw us in there. Chelsea was starting to perform well. Liverpool was always up there. You had five or six of us. You know, you know, City weren't even they was fighting relegation. So that just shows you what money can do. But yeah. I, I think the Arsenal team. Because there wasn't a weakness, uh, and as I said, with the Man United team as well, with Stamp and Rio, and uh, you know th- them type of players. Just before Ronaldo really burst in, because you had Giggs, Beckham, Scholes, uh, yeah. and then the, the the two up front was a handful as well. But great games, you know. As I said, there was they could do it all. Um, it was a great time to you know be in the Premier League. So yeah, that they would be up there definitely. Last one for me, and then I hand over to Lee. See if he's got anything. Well, I, I want to know what who was the best manager you played under. And what manager would you like to play under now, if you could? Uh, so Bobby, by far, was the best. He ticks every yeah. box. Um, tactics, media, man management, um, understanding individuals, uh, understanding the opposition. He, he was brilliant. KK was great when it was going well, but when, when it didn't, he, he got upset. Um, Delgleish was great as looking after your players. You know, he probably protected us too much. Uh, Terry Venables was great tactically, but... Then you had the other side. He was like a car dealer. <laughs> what he was doing and things like that. But he, he was great, Altel. He, he was fantastic uh, to, to be around. Um, I mean, obviously, you, you'd like to hear to be in Pepsi and to find out a little bit about him. Because um, I do hear, you know, given what the do- documentary about Sir Bobby Robson, he, and there's a bit about when he was at Barcelona and Pep doesn't it. And you can hear Pep and the way Sir Bobby was in that environment where they was trying to get him out, but he kept his dignity. And when Pep says certain things about the game and dignity, you can hear Sir Bobby in him. Uh, I know that he was only there for two years, but there was a little, you can hear a little bit of Sir Bobby in him about the way he's respectful to people. So Pep would be one. Um, and I think Klopp would be fun to be around if you're doing well. Um, mm. I think he's on your side. Yeah, he wants to motivate you. I think it'd be great to go and have a drink with uh, with him and sit down and have a, have a conversation with him. Um, and another one I go back to it as well that doesn't get the recognition is that as a coach, uh, I was lucky enough to be up here and Real Madrid was in Los Angeles. And, you know, and he said about Pep and you know reinventing the game and changing the game and all these false things here. He said all I want is win trophies and I'll figure out in the game what I need to do. It helps when you've got Benzema out, but he said there's certain games that we have our philosophy, but then I'll, I'll see things. I think right there's a weakness there. I'll try and exploit that and swap Arafau and Ronaldo over. Or I'll, I'll just try and win again. 
I'm not going to try and say it. there's a certain way Real Madrid have to play. There's a certain style of football. There's a certain quality of players. But he doesn't get the uh, recognition that he deserves because you look what they're doing now. They might even get the Champions League final in their league. Mm. And, they've, and they've got like half a team. It's about sure. evolving in yeah. development. He's got rid of arguably the best player that's ever played the game and they're still competing and going forward. Going back to our conversation earlier, you know, all this three-year playing, there's a load of cobswallops. Yeah. You don't have three-year playing. You go straight away and bang, off you go again. You, yeah. You've got to see... You've got to see an impact and a transition in a team within a couple of weeks. You can't say I've got well, I'm waiting, seeing what's happening. That's a load of crap. Yeah, yeah, three don't week plan, not three year plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got three weeks. The, the, the business that we're in, and as a player, you know, if I go turned up the Newcastle and said Kevin after he paid four and a half million for me, can I take three years just to work out what I'm doing? It's like, yeah. <laughs> I'll go and play Steve Watson. You know, that's, that's what. It, so you don't, you don't say, oh, I need, it's not. You've got to hit the ground running. You've got to understand. You've got to have, a, have an identity, and you've got to, you've got to do well because that's the business we're in. If not, get out and get someone else in. That's life. It's like oh, you. It's real talk, man. Real talk, mate. Real talk. Yeah, Lee judges. Anything from you? No, it's just one thing. I was just got. Do you think like being in non-league and all that um, made you the player you was? Made you like yeah, you know? Definitely, definitely. definitely. It, it it was fun. It can I, We had it. <laughs> It, I mean, you know, from being told at 16, you're too small to, like I was 16 in East London, Terry Herlock, you remember Terry Herlock? He just yeah. left the club yeah. that I was going to. So you can imagine, he was one of the quieter ones in the changing room, Terry Herlock, <laughs> the changing room I was going into. I walked in there, bleach blonde hair, 16, five foot two. And he was like, what the, what's just walked in here? And you got like a policeman, a plumber, electrician. And we played non-league and we won the, the Eastman League a couple of years. And then the rest of history, I got, I got my move and back in uh, with, with Wimbledon. And, but definitely the foundations. And I think you look at, you know, Stuart, uh, Chris Waller, even Wrighty. You know, I played against yeah. Wrighty when he was at Dulwich. You know, I think it gives you that understanding. And that's why we love every minute of being in the Premier League. Yeah. Every time I went training, every time I played at Highbury, every time I was at Old Trafford, every time I was at St. James' Park, Anfield, I loved it. Because I know what it, what it took to be there. And I know there's thousands and millions of people who would give their right arm to do it. And I wasn't going to, you know, let, let it go by. But the non-league football was great. The people, that's why it gets on my nerves about this Super League. What about the non-league clubs? What about people that yeah. wake up at five o'clock in the morning to go and do the lines, to make the tea in the cup shop, to lay the kit out for someone who takes it home in their own home, washes it, dries it, so the lads have got their, or the lasses have got their kit the next day to go and play the non-league game. So we have to remember what, the heart and soul of the, it's not just about the fans, it's the pyramid non-league, you know, when I was at Dagenham and Redbridge to finish off my license with them, some of the people there, the, you're talking about real characters, you know, a lot of Americans yeah. say to me, oh, I want to go to Stanford Bridge, I want to go to you know, the Emirates, I want to, I said, go to a non-league game, you won't understand a word they're saying, but just go and look <laughs> at the people that are around there, that is some of the funniest people. It's proper football as well. Proper yeah, football. it's proper football, and the, the comments, and that, it's fantastic, it's fantastic, yeah, Definitely stands me in good stead. Top man. Warren, absolute yeah. legend. Thank you so much for coming on, man. Always welcome Pleasure, on here, mate. And um, no, I really appreciate your time. Lee Judges, thank you very much no, as well, well mate. That was, that was a great hour and a bit like that, was like, no, Thanks for that, Warren. Always a pleasure. It was, great, it, was great, it was great listening to you and Kev. It was great for fucking 45 minutes. Ah, I tell you what, mate. I, I ain't saying that. I tell you, can I just say, thanks. If there's a few right handers going around, there's only going to be one minute, son. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'll tell you what, no, he's got a bit of timber now, he won't catch me. I'll oh, tell no, you if, what, if, if he gets you one of them big hail oh, you're, you're in, in trouble, mate. 
Oh, what? Like, I mean, just kick well, him up well, the old... I only argue with Kevin when I'm in London and he's in Manchester. I do not... <laughs> when I see him... He, yes, Kev, yes, Kev. Three bags full, Kev. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so... I know. I love him. Behind the screen's him, a bit different, judges, isn't it? That's yeah. The yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old cowardly line. Thank you to everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Thank you to everyone for watching. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Over 400 of you at one stage watching live. Much appreciated. We'll be back on Monday night. Myself, Lee, Craig, uh, potentially Harry, Graham and Mark. I'm not too sure. But we will be back to discuss what happens at the weekend and probably have to discuss what's going to be happening on Thursday night. Until then, we will see you next time. Up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.